have a lot in common, some really similar experiences, and some wildly different ones. We met because of beer. We bonded over comedy. But maybe the thing we love most is bread. And each other. Oh, do we though? Whatever. You know you love me. How about you just pass the bread? You want to talk about the pancakes? Yeah. Are you, uh, like, not into syrup on the pancakes? No, I'm generally not. I'm not a oh. syrup person. Okay. I like everything very plain. Okay. I like burgers with cheese and sauce only. Mm-hmm. I like pancakes with butter only. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Interesting. I made pancakes today, y'all. <laughs> Hungover. <laughs> she made excellent pancakes thank you they i'm truly so impressed because when i make pancakes they do not turn out like this how do your pancakes turn out uh i feel like they like first of all the first one is always like super greasy and kind of burnt Mm, like maybe i use too much oil i don't know what it Mm. is and then after that where are you using oil in the recipe or in the pan in the pan okay and then, um, like, I feel like the pancake just, like, soaks up a lot of oil. Hmm. And then the next two usually turn out, like, pretty great. And then it's, like, the pan gets too hot. And then it's, like, kind of burnt on the outside and, like, not cooked enough in the mm-hmm. middle. So, like, potentially I'm not using a great pan or, like, I have the temperature to something. Sounds like there's a handful of things happening. Yeah, there's multiple <laughs> things. I mean, normally they taste great, but, like the the rise on these pancakes they are the fluffy fluff. they mm-hmm. are golden mm-hmm. they're deli- the flavor is great so like i um bow down to your uh Whoa. pancake uh, <laughs> abilities she is currently on her knees <laughs> uh. <laughs> with my big dick energy <laughs> You do have big dick energy, so. Sometimes, sometimes. Mostly just small, tiny little penis in the back of the room energy, but sometimes my dick comes out. Uh, yeah, um, I I don't think I've always made good pancakes, but I feel like in the last two years, okay, I have focused and honed the skills needed to make a pancake that's not boring and flat and whatever. And the key to that is it's two steps. Okay. I am all ears. Well, Tell me. It's a lot of steps, but it's, I think the two key factors are the amount of baking powder. These get four teaspoons of baking powder. Okay. Yeah. And a half a teaspoon of baking soda. Okay. And then the other thing is whisking uh, all your wet ingredients first, which in this case is an egg, milk. Uh, generally, recipes call for vanilla. I do half vanilla, half almond extract, and that gives it more of that sweetness. And then... All right, I am getting a little... Like that... Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and then the the method I use this time, which is one I've used a couple of times, is taking like cooled melted butter and stirring that in when you're whisking all your liquid ingredients, and then it resolidifies, kind of chunky. 
Okay. And then you kind of do that, like you create the well and the flour and like fold it in. Mm-hmm. You're not like whisking it or making it really smooth. You want those lumps because then when you put it on the, I use the cast iron and butter, no oil, but I put butter in way ahead of time and let it all melt. Okay. And then sort of wiped it down. Okay. So you're not absorbing all that grease, I think. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is the butter inside the, the pancake batter melts and expands as it's cooking and creates the fluff. Okay. And then it also will come out and help help it on the griddle or on the heat as well. And you used, I noticed you used a cast iron skillet Mm -hmm. for this. So even distribution of heat, like all of that stuff. And the key with that, I turn on my skillet to medium while I'm making my batter. Okay. And then turn it to medium low like two or three minutes before I pour it on so it gets really hot all over and then you cool it down so you're not getting like the really perfect initial pancake and then it starts burning because the pan keeps heating you're actually like going in the opposite direction with my your classic heat. mistakes mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah okay this yeah this is really good I'm going to have to do that next time because that makes a lot of sense i also like that you use butter in the pan instead of oil mm-hmm. um because then you don't get that like weird taste and like extra greasiness yeah so that's a good note mm-hmm. um my when i was growing up my mom um like had this huge like kind of like pancake griddle that was like an yeah. electric like plug in the wall would fit like six or seven pancakes like that type of thing and she always used oil and let it get like super Mm. hot so that i guess that's where i kind of get that from i didn't realize that yeah i mean i think there's i guess there's that's probably a tactic to just do it hot and flip them fast yeah but i think this slow thing helps with the rise Mm -hmm. because you can see them lift on the pan yeah you can watch it like yeah um rise i don't know and then and sometimes I'll like mix it up and I'll put in cinnamon or I'll put in other flavors into the batter too. This I just wanted to keep this like real straightforward. Yeah. No, this is a classic pancake. You even did a couple with chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. I was feeding my child yep, too. There was there was a child in the house who was, you know, <laughs> she's asking. not anymore. We've kicked her out. <laughs> she's on the streets. Um no, but yeah. So I'll I'll throw in chocolate chips at the end or sprinkles or whatever to make it interesting. You know, yeah. as you do with motherhood, apparently. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That was good. <laughs> I can't help but notice <laughs> you made me get the peanut butter out I, of my cup. I did. I did. Um, and this is another thing that I, like, learned from my mom. I do this with pancakes and waffles. Okay. Um, it really started with waffles more than anything else because, like, we ate a lot of pancakes in our house. We ate a lot of waffles. Like, that was a big, like, weekend thing. Mm. Um, but, and I, like, I really love peanut butter. I love that flavor. Um, but, like, when you get uh, a pancake, like, hot, you know. Yeah, when it's hot. Off the griddle. <laughs> These are not hot anymore. <laughs> They're still delicious. And I'm into it. Um, but, like, a little bit of peanut butter on it gets, like, super melty. And then... For me, the combo of peanut butter with maple syrup is delicious. Oh, I oh, you do have syrup on there too. I do. Oh, yeah. No, I, 
I like it a lot. Um, and it's rare for me to do just like butter and syrup. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's one of the things that, uh, I got from my mom and everyone, I don't, I don't think it's an Amish thing, but like no one else that I, none of my friends have like ever done that. Like when I was, um, living with a friend last year, we did like a breakfast for dinner, like waffle night. And like mm-hmm. it was, she was actually using my mom's waffle recipe because, uh, mm. My mom has a good one, and uh, I was like, "Where's the peanut butter?" And she was like, "What?" Mm, I do. I will put peanut butter on Juniper's waffles. Okay. Because her not eating meat, I try to like get as much throw protein in protein as wherever I can. Yeah. And she loves peanut butter, so okay. Peanut butter and waffles, I get. I just never thought to do it on pancakes because I think they taste great on their own. <laughs> they do. I'm definitely not arguing about that. Um. But peanut butter and maple syrup I just, is an I'm not even, interesting I can't combo, imagine. and I like it a lot. Because I don't love syrup, so yeah. When I was a kid, like doing this combo is has only been since like basically adulthood for me because I used to not love syrup either because I didn't like sogginess. So I would mm. literally have my syrup over on the side, and I would like if I was eating it with syrup, I would like dip it in because i didn't want a pancake saturated with syrup when mm. i talk about these things it's like i have so many textural issues you apparently mm-hmm. um she was on her knees earlier i want to remind everyone <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no i this is just a combo i really really like how is it how is it it's, cold with the peanut butter and the maple syrup i mean it's good those flavors are still there i'm into it it's almost as if you're using the peanut butter as a barrier against the maple syrup <laughs> so, it's so it doesn't soggy. soak yeah, in it doesn't maybe maybe that's part of it i mean i'm into it all right <laughs> yep <laughs> i'm just farting out of my mouth right now <laughs> uh, oh i'm so glad that i come across as so attractive on this podcast <laughs> uh, just yep. nose taints and mouth farts and <laughs> balls oh nose taint that was that was especially good one last week i mean someone asked me they were like where do you come up and i was like it just came out of my mouth i don't like i am not pre-thinking my weirdness i don't know it's almost like (laughs) you should maybe be a comedian no 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 uh-huh uh-huh right right. no i know things have to get so much worse for you to do that I mean, 100%. Uh-huh. I, I was almost there. Uh, yeah, I, I saw your your writing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I that well, I've got that locked away. <laughs> please, alt, control, delete, burn, throw Never. away your phone, delete Never. your iCloud account, whatever you got to do. <laughs> oh, man. No. Um, no, so when we uh, decided that today was going to be pancakes, Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of looked into the history of pancakes. Oh, uh-huh. coming in with those facts. Coming in with those interesting facts. Interesting to me. Facts. Um, <laughs> she had to clarify because no one, no one, and by no one, I mean me, gives a shit. Doesn't give a shit where pancakes <laughs> came from, but I love hearing about it. Uh, well, it was definitely like one of those things where they were like, 
pancakes have basically been around since the Stone Age. Literally every country has their version of a pancake. Um, and Fire. I, I think they were even, yeah, talking about that, like, uh, what was that? That guy that they found in the uh, Italian Alps in, like, 1991 who, like, um, he'd been frozen up there. He was, like, a Stone Age dude. Uh, what is his name? He I just had a stack of pancakes with him? <laughs> no, they, like, <laughs> looked at Some the Canadian contents maple of his syrup. <laughs> <laughs> they looked <laughs> Uh-huh. He like somehow traveled the world <laughs> he just and then just imported kicked it. it in the Italian Alps. Um no, but he they like analyzed the contents of his stomach mm. and they were like, Oh, it looks like a rudimentary pancake. Uh but isn't that everything? Yeah. Flour, water, well, this is essentially or milk. like Yeah, you figure out how to grind something, add some liquid to it, and then cook it on a hot stone. So like truly pancakes. Bread. <laughs> and bread have <laughs> been around for forever since the beginning of time however the first uh recorded like use of the word pancake mm. was like 1439 oh that's still yeah. a while ago it was it was quite a while ago um and they're all kind of you know like different versions of them like i feel like um you know there's like the french crepe which is like so thin, thin. like paper thin yep um and then like the more classic like american pancake like we're eating right now which is like super fluffy um and then there's like everything in between but um yeah it started uh in the 1400s apparently thin french people fluffy <laughs> americans it just it doesn't <laughs> end really it makes sense um <laughs> But uh, it was also, funny enough, like associated yet again with Lent. Um, oh. And Fat Tuesday is a huge thing for pancakes because like they, I think this is more like European than American. Okay. Um, but it is associated with uh, Catholicism because it was like, all right, you're entering into this 40 days of no things like eggs, milk, and butter. So you're trying to get rid of those things so they don't go bad. So you're making giant stacks of pancakes. Oh. And I thought that was interesting because I was like, when I think of Fat Tuesday, I like think of like, I, I guess I don't know what I think about, like just a lot of a lot of food. But I never really heard that in the States that there were like pancake days. There's also hmm. in England this like little town that does pancake races every year that's been happening since the 1400s. Where it's like, because apparently, yeah, your, your face right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I just have so many thoughts about what this could mean. Okay, what do you, okay, tell me what you think a pancake race means. I kind of, th what I envisioned when you said that was like the uh, running with an egg and trying not to break it. Oh, okay. Where people are just like running back and forth in a field with like a stack of pancakes that can't topple over. <laughs> Okay. How, how wrong am I? <laughs> uh, fairly wrong. <laughs> um, because the whole thing with the pancake race is like you start at one center of town. It's always women because, you know, who's making the pancakes? Mm -hmm. Definitely back in the 1400s, it was the women. 100%. Um, and you have a pancake in a skillet. <laughs> and you're running and you have to flip the pancake three <laughs> times while you're running and you're racing to the church and the <laughs> so many metaphors 
And like the person who gets to the church first, who has like flipped their pancake three times. How do they know? They have judges watching your flips. How do they know if you've successfully flipped it? Well, I think they have people like, I'm assuming there are probably like judges running alongside, making sure that you've (laughs) executed. And now in 2021, (laughs) someone equipped with a GoPro is in a golf cart in front of them. (laughs) You're probably right. Um, And then, so the person who wins is obviously the person who gets there first, having executed their perfect (laughs) three pancake flips in a skillet. Um, Do you want to know what they win, Kaylee? Uh, mm, I don't know. Oh, they get a kiss from the (laughs) bell ringer (laughs) of the church who summons people to now come to mass. Is that a child? No. Okay, thank God. It is a man. (laughs) (laughs) Both are problematic. Uh huh. Kissing babies or men. (laughs) Yep. Um, and they they still do that uh race today. So that (laughs) okay. So when this pandemic's over, we're going. <laughs> we're going to go abroad. We're going to flip some pancakes and hopefully try and kiss a bell ringer. I I want that for you so badly. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Based on last night, you're going to be falling real quick. <laughs> I will not make it the whole route. And I will... Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Also, how heavy are these skillets that they're running with? I mean, that's a that's a good question. In I wonder the fourteen hundreds, it was for sure like lead <laughs> steel, like the heaviest metal. I don't know if there are qualifications or like you know skillet measurements that have to be you know reached. Probably, you probably have to have a specific diameter on your pancake. Mm-hmm. But also, how this all started apparently is like. Some woman was in such a rush to get to church or like have her last pancake on like Fat Tuesday that she like raced to the church and still had a pancake in the skillet when she got there. Like a that's, hot skillet. Yes. Like that is the legend of this race. Can you okay. Just think about what that means for like so such a long history of being so afraid of going to hell that you have to race to a church <laughs> with your breakfast in hand, <laughs> which still occurs to this day because we would be uh-huh. late for church and it would definitely be like, shove this granola bar in your mouth on the way to yep. church. Yep. Well, you think about that whole, like, you know, the, what was it? Um, <clears throat> oh, the devil works overtime on Sunday mornings, like thing, mm-hmm. where it was just like, that's He's when they're gonna the kids, try to stop you. <laughs> the kids are like not putting on their There's Sunday tires. <laughs> you can't get out the door. Mm-hmm. Breakfast isn't going according mm-hmm. to plan. So, like, I mean, throw the skill in the pickup truck. Let's go. <laughs> but if you really love Jesus, just run. <laughs> <laughs> just get thee to the church. <laughs> thou hast arrived (laughs) um yeah so i was i was really uh entertained by that that's charming yeah um and then the saying this surprised me a lot but like you know that whole saying flat as a pancake i've never heard that referenced for me (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) neither of us have (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah the origin like that saying has been around since the 1600s wow yeah so Ref- what was it it's so in, it just, it's just in, became a term that they how they reference things yeah 
especially flat-chested women. Oh, that's what it was yes. about? Yes. They've been oh. using that for like 500 years. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I just, they were, they, I, I assume they were talking about like Marty getting ran over by a horse cart. <laughs> nope. Tits. They're still making fun of flat-chested women, even huh. in the 1600s. Hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. So like the origin of language are and brutal. like, <laughs> yes, but also like, and we're not progressing. Predictable. <laughs> like, <laughs> We've made no progress. No. Nope. Hundreds of years later. Nope um yeah so that was those were some of the things i <laughs> Ooh, Can I, do you need to go get a refill on water <laughs> hey hey this i have is some an, hydrating <laughs> to do i respect that um no mm. so those those were some of the things i found out that's uh, cute about pancakes that was kind of i appreciate that story. <laughs> everyone gets it but they ate them a lot with like uh pancakes apples with sherry which is you know like that mm-hmm. super sweet wine um and rose water was like a whole thing which sounds terrible to me have you ever had rose water mm, i don't like i don't like floral things most of the time like because i feel like i've tried like rose lattes like different things like mm. that and i'm like oh this is not the flavor that i want with what i'm yeah. consuming um, so I guess the answer to that is like, no, not really, but I don't, I don't need to try it. I think that's one thing where I'm good. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that was all fairly interesting and they're just pancakes are super versatile. You can do whatever. It's great. weird. We keep coming back to that, yep. you know, cause it can be mixed up and made a lot of way. You, I mean, you see people to, <laughs> um, yeah, people top them even in restaurants, I hop right. That's yeah. how they have a whole platform built on pancakes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, the entire. Um, but you know they're topping them with like warmed apples and cooked mm-hmm. fruits mm-hmm. and cooked thing like. Well, it's even so. Um, one time, a friend and I were in Amsterdam, and <laughs> I can't wait. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> no, it was a great week. Um, I have no doubts. <laughs> but there was one day where, like, so there's, uh, like, Dutch pancakes are a thing and, like, is something that uh, there are a couple of pancake houses in Amsterdam that are really well known. And so we really wanted to try them. And uh, we definitely got lost in the tiny crooked streets of Amsterdam. And it was also, mm-hmm. like, raining. But then we found uh, the flower market, like, the floating flower market that's really well known and it was like a fun like morning but we eventually did find the pancakes which was good um but they had like it was obviously all pancakes on the menu all different types of things and i would say that like the texture and like like how the pancake was was somewhere between like a crepe and a traditional pancake so it's like medium it's a little bit thinner ours were like they're smaller pancakes and then you can do all these different toppings right so like i went for a savory option that was like cheese and ham oh okay which was really good um i think my friend Alyssa at the time like she did a more traditional like uh lemon and like powdered sugar type thing. Oh, that sounds really good yeah which is good and that's what like a lot of like crepes with like with mm-hmm. that are so good mm-hmm. Um, but we were in this like tiny little Dutch restaurant. It was like raining and we were just eating like these huge plates of tiny pancakes and it was such a good time. 
Just a scene out of a book. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> Just two gal pals running around Europe. Eating giant plates of pancakes. <laughs> We're American, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> oh, so American, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but... And then I also... Uh, I grew up with, like, eating pancakes a lot. Did you? I mean, yeah, it's a really easy staple to make. And, yeah, my mom... I think we had them probably weekly definitely more on the weekends when there was more time to like prepare them and not not when you're like rushing out to school or anything but yeah they were a pretty common occurrence i don't remember them being as good as the ones i make no she also toggled back and forth between doing like from scratch and like we never didn't have bisquick in our house okay so like just easy add water stir i don't i think you just add water maybe an egg i don't know exactly (laughs) but so mm, ours were always homemade and half whole wheat flour of course (laughs) i'm sure yeah no one is surprised to hear um but we typically like sometimes we do them on the weekend but then there was also the random like breakfast for dinner night which always just felt like the biggest treat in the middle of the week i like absolutely Mm. loved it um but whenever i think about like pancakes or like like with my family well (laughs) there's also the there were a couple times in like junior high and high school where my mom um because she was like a primary caregiver to my grandparents um until they passed away and so she was just um they were you know winter birds snowbirds whatever you want to call them uh they had a house in florida and so during the winters sometimes she would like fly down there and be down there for like two or three weeks Mm. um and it would just be my dad and i and like um she would like cook some dinners before she left and like freeze them or whatever but when it was me and my dad it was spaghetti or pancakes like yeah that's a classic yeah yeah that was like one of those things and like you know dad made some pretty good pancakes so that was pretty fun but um, I think one of uh, my favorite things with, with pancakes was um, when I was really young, like I think it was four or five, mm-hmm. um, and we were living in North Dakota. Like I remember it so clearly. Mm. Um, and I really, still to this day, like, but especially when I was a kid, I really loved um, my name like written on things. And like. Hold on. Elaborate on still to this day. Uh, because I have a little bit of a unusual name. It's, it's longer than B, just so people Yeah, know. yeah. I was not, <laughs> I didn't come out named a letter. Um, <laughs> Could have been B-E-A. <laughs> Bea? <laughs> no, Aunt B from uh-huh. like the Andy Griffith show. Okay. I didn't grow up with two B. <laughs> It was from the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I know I know that show, but I'm making a joke about that. Anyway. Um, no, so I have a little bit of an unusual name that is not, uh, like, if you go into, like, a souvenir shop, like, my, I've never seen my name. Me either. My something. name didn't become popular until about five years ago. Oh, okay. So I just got my first pencil with my name on it. <laughs> uh, and it all, like, for whatever reason as a kid, like, it always, like, I was like, oh, my name's not yeah. anywhere. Like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. And so anytime, like, if we got something, like, 
like I remember one time we went, we went to Hershey Park in Pennsylvania and they had like these umbrellas with like you could get things like written on them and so my mom got me this like beautiful pink one with my name like written in like purple cursive on it Ooh. and I was so happy for so long about that <laughs> umbrella <laughs> okay still doesn't cover why you still like that because I mean I it feels to me like you want your name up in light somewhere ew, ew, no come on no come that's on. not that's not what I want at all <laughs> but I think like sometimes like not as much anymore but like just know this my gift giving has completely oh, changed. No. Everything has no. been altered in my brain. No. <laughs> no, but you're so good at gift giving. Like, don't change. Oh, it's going to be just as good, but with your name. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you I should, are like, wearing, rescind are you this. Wearing... Mm. No, I'm not. I didn't put on any rings Fucking today. bitch. <laughs> Sorry. We'll get into that. Yeah, that's another story. <laughs> um... <laughs> Kaylee gave me Mine a ring, y'all. Mine doesn't come off, just so y'all know. <laughs> uh, I have not been wearing jewelry except for the earrings that I can't take out, like, o- in over a year. Like, that's just been one of the things. What do you mean? Like, I have my tragus earring in, and I have my front helix, because literally those can't come out. We'll um, post pictures for <laughs> explanation. <laughs> but, like, I wore earrings one time this year so far and it was to like film a video for work stuff and uh I haven't I used to always wear two or three rings and now I just like I don't wear rings as much anymore because I'm like not out so I well I do jewelry differently yes I actually did wear it yesterday because I want something. Okay, we can't like, just like yeah. talk about okay. it without talking about it now that we've gotten into it. <laughs> we'll get back to your name though. You know how and when you're South Dakota <laughs> a kid and you have like best friend necklaces and jewelry with your best friend. <laughs> this is this is where like, you know, Kaylee's just she's all hard. She doesn't have any emotions. She gave me a best friend ring. <laughs> oh god, don't call it that. But why? It says that we're a pair. <laughs> oh my god! It was the best gift ever. I, I was, I could not. I was so delighted with it. Do you want to explain what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yes. Um. Well, yeah. Gift gifting is a weird thing. Receiving gifts for sure for both of us. I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. I think we have a similar thing in that, like, to me, because, like, we've talked about this before where I'm just like, if you give me a good gift that shows, like, oh, I know you. Yeah. Like, I know what you like or, like, I saw this thing and it reminded me of you. Like, mm-hmm. that is the best gift. Like, and that's where I, I've felt bad because I'm like, <laughs> one of my love languages is definitely, like, gift giving. But it's like that doesn't mean it has to be extravagant or right. like expensive. It has I'm like, to be thoughtful, you know, potentially I could give someone a pair of socks that I saw in mm-hmm. Ireland that made mm-hmm. me think of them. And well, they're both sort of related. They are related. So she got me a pair of socks with tits all over them, <laughs> which is my, uh-huh. you know, aesthetic. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they case. were perfect. <laughs> I a, love them. a small, perfect, not elaborate, <laughs> lovely gift. So for her birthday 
even though I couldn't celebrate it with her because she was like out finding herself in the wilderness. <laughs> um, I found rings that were boobs, <laughs> <laughs> but they're very subtle. You wouldn't know it's a boob unless nope. someone told you it was a boob. Yep. And it's like a very simple ring which is like exactly my style yeah it's so i knew she wasn't like a gaudy jewelry person but she might maybe wear this ring and it came as a set so we each have one tit (laughs) on our hands that she doesn't commit to as fully and as thoroughly as i do but that's only because i sleep in my i literally my rings don't come off ever and mine, <laughs> when I was out in the world, would come off every night, and then I would put them on in the morning. So like, yeah, yeah we can't. do wear. If I put, if I take it off, I'll never see it again. It'll disappear in my house. It's fair. Um, wow, we went sideways. <laughs> love a love a good rabbit trail, <laughs> but like, but yes, we have BFF rings, <laughs> and it's real cute, and I will forever be judged for it for the rest of my life and go fuck yourself Uh, it's not judgment it's like pure delight and i'm just like you know it feels uncharacteristic and like a fun way yeah i I mean i was a lot you have no idea how uncomfortable and embarrassed i was oh when she was giving it to me like she was like basically hiding behind my couch and she was like it's dumb it's dumb it's dumb (laughs) and i was like this is the best thing i've ever been given (laughs) uh so embarrassing (laughs) i feel that way with a lot of give well you also have this thing where like and we've talked about it too where like you don't want to be watched opening the gift so like yeah i think almost every gift i've ever given you i've been like here you don't have to open this in front of me (laughs) because you'll do it like as you walk to your car you're like oh by the way yep here's (laughs) here's some socks take it (laughs) you know because like and we talked about this too because it's the pressure to like give the person the reaction that they want yeah and so, like, you don't want to perform like that. So, and, and like, I wanted to be genuine and I don't know how to fake. Like, it's so hard for me to be like, oh my God, I love it when I just am like, oh, I, you don't know me at all. Yeah. Why would you ever give me this thing? Yep. And so, yeah, that's what I mean, that's what it comes down to is like, I think I had to do it a lot as a kid because, like, my parents were just like, <laughs> so out of touch uh-huh. with what I was actually interested in yep. <laughs> um, that now as an adult, I'm like, I would rather receive zero gifts than a gift that's just out of obligation and it's not thoughtful. Yep. So there are a few people in my life that can nail a really thoughtful gift and uh, I still get very uncomfortable, but it's because it's very nice with them because it makes her feel things <laughs> that are positive <laughs> but no like back to back to my name thing like one time oh, yeah. i had a former coworker who um at my old job we used to have this like christmas like not secret santa but it was like you would hang a stocking outside your cube and one person would be designated to put something in all the stockings every day. Like, so for like the two weeks leading up to Christmas, you would have like a present in your stocking every day, which was like super fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like simple, small, like a chocolate bar or small socks or something. I would always make caramels. Like Mm, that would be the thing that I would put in mine. But like, other people would do like there was a lot of food sometimes there were just like these little games or whatever mm. um but a coworker one year like 
did, you know, just these like regular mugs, but she did the kind of art where like she made our names on mm-hmm. all of them, like with, I think it was like with a Sharpie and then you like bake it. Yeah. Um, I've done those kind of projects with Juniper to give as gifts. Yeah. Great for grandmas. Um, but I like, that was the type of thing where I was like, it was my name and my name is never on something like that. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, cool. And I kept it until like last year when I like accidentally knocked it off the stand and broke it. <laughs> Um, it was on a stand. Well, like you know the little. You loved it so much, you elevated it. No, I stuck my pens <laughs> in it. <laughs> it was the li- <laughs> like it's like on a trophy shelf or something. It's on an altar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Cabinet in front of my kitchen would be a more appropriate description of where that mug was, Kaylee. <laughs> You said stand, okay? I'm so sorry. It was the first word that came to mind. Anyway, so it's like things like that. Like if it's like, you know, like made or whatever, um, that I just really enjoy that. But back to our original story, my mom, I think it was for, it might have been for my birthday or like for Valentine's Day. Like I remember it was like a like some type of small holiday mm-hmm. or celebration. Um, <clears throat> my mom made pancakes um and like wrote my name out like she and she did it with like batter yeah well kind of like she got um you know those what is like (laughs) she got those um like cookie uh like cookie cutter with letters with letters got it and spelled my name and like poured the batter into them Oh, on the griddle so that they formed and I was like oh like I remember like sitting there with the plate of pancakes that spelled out my name and I was like that's this? Like, okay you don't have a short name either those are a lot no that's a lot of pancakes it, I mean they were like they were like two inches like two or three inches high like they're not huge but yes for a four-year-old oh, okay not a thickness you no. mean the height of the letters. The got height it, of the letters it. is like two or three inches. Yeah. Um. So they, they weren't like huge, but I just remember like. That's so cute. Sitting there and seeing that plate with like my name on it. Did you it. have a hard time eating them? Because you didn't want to like ruin it. I think I like. Did you start with the B and like. No. I like, I started like with my least favorite letters. <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny. Because they all taste the same, but you're like. This L's got to go. <laughs> this E is delicious. Like, <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. So that is just a really, and like my mom, like that meant so much because um, like my mom would occasionally do things like that, that were like so sweet and thoughtful. And I'm not going to say it's like uncharacteristic of her, but like part of the whole thing was like, that Amish Mennonite background is like, at least in the family that my mom was raised in, like there's not a ton of emotion. You're Mm -hmm. not super like emotionally close to your kids. Um, And she was one of nine. And so nothing was ever like catered to her especially or anything like that. And there were a few times in my childhood and like teenage years where like, like she really wanted me to have a sweet 16 party. And I was like, I do not want this. Uh, and, but, uh-huh. she, but she wanted to do that for me. And, and I think there were specific things where like, as a mom, like she really wanted to like give me certain things or experiences like that. But like, 
that plate of pancakes like meant so much to me as like a tiny tot and I was so excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I get that. My well my mom threw me a surprise 18th birthday, which oh, yeah. made me literally want to well, just die. They on did the spot. it in the worst way. 100%. Like, that's a nightmare. And that's one of those things where I was like, the thought, very kind. The execution, terrible. Horrifying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why are you in therapy? Well, my parents love me so much, they threw me a surprise party that ruined my life. <laughs> Well, but they didn't like, like they had you like in, in no, sweatpants. We, yeah, like. yeah. We can talk. I mean, uh, wait. Let's go back to South Dakota first. North Dakota. I don't know, man. They're the same. Uh, I'm just trying to keep us on track. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is free form. I don't know what you're talking. We are. We're about. kind of all over the place today. Mostly because I'm thinking with like half a brain right now. She used a lot of mental energy on these pancakes and it was worth it. I mean, she watched me struggle through the most basic recipe. I offered to help. <laughs> yeah, but I won't relinquish that control. No, no, ever. no. no. <laughs> I don't need anyone for anything. <laughs> Except everything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, what were you saying? Was it a pancake story in the Dakotas? Yes. Okay. Because it, like, because I remember <laughs> where we were. So when I was a kid, we lived in North Dakota for three years. Also known as South Dakota. <laughs> in Kaylee's world, it's South Dakota. <laughs> but um, we were in North, North Dakota. And by North Dakota, I mean um, 40 miles south of the border. Yeah. <laughs> Got um, it. And yeah, crossing the border was like so much more casual. There was like this Chinese restaurant in Canada that we would go to occasionally for like a very, mm. like, cause we hardly ever ate out. Um, but I remember we would go up there uh, and just cross the border to go get yeah. some Chinese food. Yeah. Um, but um, we were we were in North Dakota because my parents were kind of, missionaries Mm -hmm. on an Indian reservation Mm -hmm. Um, and there are truly some wild stories from that time Um, but one of the things about living up there is like we moved around so much um, and like lived I think we were there for three years and I think we lived in four different four or five different places Wow! so we were pretty constantly moving and like I mean, when we moved up there, you know, like as a kid, so much of this stuff was just like normal because it's just like your just life. what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And, and until you're older and you look back and you're just like, oh, that that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> or like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but when we moved up, my parents and I literally moved into a trailer with two young women who were in their 20s. So Mm. we're talking a couple who was in their mid 40s and their three-year-old daughter moved in with two (laughs) girls in their 20s in a trailer. Mm -hmm. My bedroom was the literal coat closet. Um, I think my little twin size bed like fit in the closet. And so that like that was my room. Wow. Um, (laughs) So like, yeah. Wait, you have trauma? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, like I, 
I have things to process. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, well, there's kind of a man. I don't. <laughs> we keep it light. We keep it just pancake friendly. <laughs> well, this story is like kind of funny. Well, it's not fun. Well. <laughs> Most of our traumas are sort of funny. <laughs> so one time I was on a first date with this guy. In the closet? <laughs> this just, why can't we stay in the Dakotas? Why? <laughs> it ties back in, I swear. Oh, 50 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> um I was on a first date with this guy and he was like rapid fire, like asking me like kind of like 20 questions, like okay. we're sitting at the bar and it was actually like, that's favorite bedroom, of... closet. <laughs> no, he asked me what my first memory was. Oh, oh. And my first memory is like traumatic and it's not a cute, sweet, fun memory. Mm-hmm. And like, so I was like sitting at the bar, this guy was like, what was your first memory? And I was like, huh. And, and I, I should have just like taken made a pass on it, yeah, or like made up something, or like picking well, wildflowers <laughs> in the Dakotas. <laughs> uh, but I didn't, cause I like, cause I was like, oh, yeah, like I'll just, all right, like whatever. Take this is me, me as I am. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so I tried to like explain the context of it real quick, where I was like. Okay, so first of all, like my parents were like kind of missionaries, like on an Indian reservation. So like this is the setting for this thing. But my first memory was, um, I was like in the in my closet, <laughs> <laughs> trying to sleep <laughs> as a you know sweet three year old, <laughs> and um, I like heard something like I like I yeah like I heard voices and I heard kind of like yelling and um and kind of stomping or whatever and so I remember I like open <laughs> opened the doors of my closet <laughs> she just did an act out for accordion doors you guys just like Thank they you. both they both opened <laughs> you know push them back with my tiny hands <laughs> after peeking through the slots <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's such a like visual. One hundred percent. Oh man. So I I open those doors and I see this really huge guy like holding up my dad by the neck with a oh. knife. <laughs> oh Jesus Lord! Uh-huh. And I remember, and like they, like they, like everything kind of shifted to me, you know, because little kid comes baby out, baby in the closet. <laughs> the yeah, closet. it's a little startling. And I, I know. I remember my dad was like able. He was like, "Go to your mom." Mm-hmm. And so I like ran down the hallway and like opened the door of my parents' bedroom, and my mom was like in kneel- bed with the other two women. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> no, my mom was kneeling in prayer at the oh, foot of the bed, Kaylee. <laughs> that might be more traumatic. No, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and that, like, I don't have, like, that. that's where the memory kind of, like, ends for me. Probably, um, that's a good, probably, thing. Yeah, but apparently what had happened. Um, <clears throat> have you discussed this as an adult with him? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I was kind of like... Cause I, I, and I remember as a kid, like growing up, like 
this story was talked about and like how it ended mm-hmm. because what ended up happening was like this guy was the brother of one of the women who lived in the trailer because she was uh like she was indian <clears throat> they were both indian and native american i should say um and uh he thought well this is how my dad puts it so the two women who were in their 20s who like lived in the trailer one was native american was from the reservation the other was a white girl who had gone to the same bible school that my parents did Mm -hmm. and um was living there like you know like was friends and they didn't know that my parents like people on the innervation on the reservation didn't know that my parents had like moved in Mm. and they thought that emily was there alone that night and so my dad assumes that this guy like showed up um with not the best plans in mind some assault in mind didn't expect a man to be home he was super Mm. drunk and uh he was a lot bigger than my dad and what ended up happening was i think i had like startled them enough that he had like loosened his hold on my dad and then he like took a step back and the entire like um all the steps like leading up to the trailer it was like winter so it was ice and he slipped and like fell and got knocked out um and um that's how that story ended do you have questions (laughs) Did you guys have pancakes the next morning? <laughs> like, it's so traum- like traumatic. Yeah, and like, I, re- I remember talking about this like in therapy one time, uh-huh. and she was like, did your parents like have a conversation? Like, do you remember like that story ending at that time? Or like, did they have a conversation with you about yeah. like, this is what happened, this mm-hmm. was like, okay. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I like, I don't remember anything else other than like, as like, as I got older and they talked about that story, it was a like, you know, the Lord really saved us. Mm-hmm. Like in that moment, like with the ice and like him being drunk. Like, um, no, I saved us <laughs> by leaving my closet bedroom. D- definitely never said that or thought that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i i think it was like anyway i told this guy on a first date that story and he did not know what to do with that who would would? (laughs) exactly i mean like i feel like if someone told me that story your place or mine got a bigger room now full size not a closet (laughs) (laughs) okay no but you still have double doors to get into your bedroom (laughs) (laughs) okay but they don't fold back Yeah. No wonder you love the new place so much. (laughs) Just takes me back to a time I felt safe. Kaylee? Coziest. Most at home. Yeah. (laughs) Uh huh. Still don't know where the pancakes come in. Well, no. You were, I told my North Dakota pancake story. You were now asking about the Dakotas. What's the pancake story? I told you the pancake story with my name. Oh, that happened there. Yes. Cool. I just thought, I thought that happened. I didn't know it was the same story. You're hungover. This is fine. This is fine. No, this, it's, it's not the same story. (laughs) Oh my God. No, the, like, as I was kind of saying, we lived a lot of places in North Dakota. 
the pancake story happened at a very different location. Did like, you disclose that earlier? I thought I did. It, irrelevant. I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> I am just so thrown. This whole time I'm like, and then the pancakes happened when? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I made it clear that they no. had happened in North Dakota you may as a, you very as a well may have small child but um clearly i didn't convey that well enough so oh no it might be super black and white and i just well you know we did record this conversation so we're gonna be able we're to gonna know. go back <laughs> and we're gonna find out how dumb kaylee is today <laughs> how unwise a midday recording session was yeah we, we've never recorded during, it, the, during light. the daylight <laughs> yeah we don't really know what or to do with fully ourselves sober so well well fully sober would be a stretch for me right now that's fair it is still coursing through me <laughs> we've only been drinking coffee and water so. you did show up with coffee which was very appreciated i did i'm i'm here for you i texted her this morning i was like eh, we could do mimosa stuff i didn't get mimosa stuff i'm strictly on water right now <laughs> and i was like how about coffee mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was a great yeah alternative and this you know the pancakes turned out great so and we're still just as bizarre without alcohol so i mean we went some places i was not anticipating so uh-huh. like should we cover the history of pancakes or like what do you want to talk about well mm, my first traumatic memory <laughs> i i have a very specific first memory as well oh yeah not to rain on your parade or anything uh but it's a great memory. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about balance and range in this podcast. So tell me your amazing, great first memory, Kaylee. It's not like very detailed, but I, I remember being, I think probably around three. I guess that's when we start forming memories, which is horrible knowing that my child <laughs> can remember what being three was like. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a... It, it's a very cute memory of me feeding feeding the horses in the snow carrots through the fence. Oh, that's it. That's the whole thing. But <laughs> it's very wholesome. <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> Just feeding carrots. Just chomping. <laughs> Love that. Was it a particular horse? Like, was this a family no, horse or was it I just like a random... I don't have a full memory. I am going to guess. I would guess I know what family it, house it was. It wasn't our horse. We didn't have horses yet, but it was a family friend who, or the original people who took me from the hospital when I was adopted. Gotcha. While my parents were en route. Mm. I think it was, I think it was probably their house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that reminds me of a um <clears throat> one of the places we lived in North Dakota. I call it the Blue House. <laughs> and I think we this were This is where she starts talking <clears throat> about meth. And <laughs> <laughs> that fun memory. <laughs> it was the place we lived the longest okay. uh while we were in North Dakota. Um and it had like it, it was I mean, we lived in the middle of nowhere in North Dakota. I think the closest town was like 
45 minutes away so it was like truly in canada (laughs) (laughs) no it was rugby north dakota um but (laughs) there were there was this like giant horse pasture like in front of our uh house and i remember um one time in the summer we like walked down there and we were just like in the field with the horses like doing whatever but we Mm -hmm. had like three dogs they would chase any car that drove up the one and a half mile long driveway gravel road um but yeah i have a lot of fond memories of that house no closets no men holding Full my dad bedrooms. by the throat <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny i mean it's funny you bring that up because i think i was a pastor's kid when i was my dad was a pastor when i was born and so i was like born into that world and i think inherently as pastors there is a role an obligation a, a little bit of that like sometimes strangers are brought into the house yeah as a part of like serving the people and i don't have any traumatic memories but i do remember folks being in and out of our home sometimes that were probably not in the best state of mind or the safest or the healthiest places and um here here's a i don't know if it's drama (laughs) it's bizarre though there was a woman who had started going to our church, and I must have been about six, I think, because we moved we moved to Prescott when I was seven, so probably around five or six. And there was this woman who I believe was a drug addict, and she had hep C, okay. whichever one you get from, like, needles and... I don't know which version of hepatitis it is. Hepatitis C. But she had it, which is contagious. Oh shit. And so we had to, as a family, once it came out, like cause she I she must have stayed with us. I don't know what the time period I don't know if she was with us for a week or a month or how long she was staying with us. My parents were trying to help her get back on her feet. Yeah. Whatever. She had joined the church, da 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 da. And then it somehow like came out that she had hepatitis. And we all had to, as a family, go to the hospital and get shots in our butts <laughs> to protect us. Yeah. I don't know if it was a, I don't know what the shot, I don't know if it was an antibiotic or some, yeah. something to, I think, if we had been exposed to prevent it from becoming hepatitis. I don't really know the science behind it. Medical professionals chime in here, <laughs> but we all had to, as a family, go to the like the Payson Hospital and get shots in our butts <laughs> because they had let this woman into our home and our lives. Yeah. yeah, and it was like a weird. That's a really weird memory that I have. That was mm. pretty young, of my dad and the church and like kind of the people that come with that sometimes. Yeah, well, that's like. I, I will say this. So, like, we we lived in North Dakota from when I was three until I was – we moved to Ohio, um, like, two weeks before my sixth birthday. Mm-hmm. So we were there for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. And when I think back on that time – because, like, I have, I have a lot of memories from that time. Um, one of the things is, like, because I wasn't in school yet or anything like that, but, like, I was – except for the last six months that we were there, we lived at this camp. 
um like it was like a, a <laughs> here we go again <laughs> we we lived at like it this was a cult we all wore white dresses it was not it was a christian camp where you know all of these places would come in uh for like a week or two in the summer um to do you know like whatever there were all sorts of activities yeah um my dad was like kind of a practicing they had a lot of horses at the camp so he was like doing veterinary work there but he was out like working during the day like doing maintenance and yard work with like there was a whole team of guys like doing that stuff my mom was working in the kitchens and like they had provided us like if my parents were working it was a free place to stay in like Mm. the cabins for like the staff Mm -hmm. and I remember when I realized like because besides that I was literally never out of my parents sight but like when we were at that camp my parents were working the whole day And so I was like running wild through the camp, like people in and out of it, like all this stuff. And I was like, Mm. dad, I can't like, cause my dad was super protective of me, like as a kid, like Mm -hmm. sometimes still tries to be. And I'm like, "Mm, dad, I'm 31. So I live in a different state. Leave me alone. It's, (laughs) you are, I'm not under your umbrella of protection anymore. Yeah, but I don't think that leaves a parent's mind. No, not until I get married. Um, <laughs> That's a and then you topic. know headship is handed over anyway um, but I was like you let me run like wild like all through that camp like without like supervision or like yeah. you know like staying safe and my dad was like yeah you're forgetting about Ginger which was our collie who was the most protective dog of mm-hmm. me ever like no one could get close to me if she was there and she and I was like you're 100% right because she like never left my side and like when we moved back to Ohio and like my cousins and I would be like out in the yard like playing tag I would always win because she'd bite anyone who was chasing me like she put my cousin Josh like multiple times um (laughs) it's the name it's my brother's name they deserve to be bit (laughs) (laughs) um but like yeah my dad uh, my dad had had a really rough like childhood with like a parent who was an alcoholic and like mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of the the reason like my dad is the way that he is is like because he has so much trauma from his childhood that yeah. like he's never really dealt with yeah um but I like as a kid like my dad was so involved and like so there they I was with them constantly um and so it like i feel like i had a i had a very weird childhood but Mm -hmm. it was a safe childhood in that they were for sure for the most part yeah but i look back at certain parts of it because like when we moved back to ohio um, my parents had like zero money because they had been living on the mission field for three years and like my dad hadn't been working they'd been like you know raising support like doing that whole thing and so like at the time like I look back now as an adult and like my parents moved into the basement of my grandparents like my my mom's parents um of their house and I once again had um a mattress on a floor in my grandpa's study like (laughs) um for like two years Mm -hmm. um but I like look at that and I say mattress on the floor like it was fine um but like I look at fleas (laughs) I mean I didn't have a dresser because it was just like his desk in there but like oh I have a dresser I've not used in 20 years (laughs) it's all on my floor (laughs) 
so we uh, are you know <laughs> but i like i look at that and i'm like when my parents were 46 and 43 they moved back in with their parents with a kid like that takes so much humility in oh. a way and i think about that now where i'm just like i can't imagine doing that yeah. like and my dad like it, it was definitely rough um in different ways for quite a while understandably and i can look back now as an adult and be like oh i see how all these factors like yeah. play in yeah um but yeah it was, it was a weird time mm-hmm. yeah the church like working in the church and stuff it exposes you to some like weird weird stuff <laughs> it does i always had a really great bedroom my mom was <laughs> very into decorating and uh Uh (laughs) i i I can't relate in those instances (laughs) at all because well i think what's funny too is i mean you're an only child and i was an only child till i was 10 which is basically childhood yeah yeah so it's a similar thing where like i was the sole focus all the time and i got everything i wanted Mm -hmm. because there was no sharing (laughs) anything yeah and things like and my mom being like the housewife and the pastor's wife and that playing those roles like her job was to keep the house clean and pretty and presentable and all that stuff and i mean my room in that house where that woman came in when i was little was purple i had purple carpet i had frilly whatever my bedspread was like all matching with throw pillows and it was all very like very nice yeah and yeah and then my brother came along and ruined my whole <laughs> life but i think we have the like a little bit of similarity in that like we were the only focus of our parents yeah and so we were very protected and i think there's that i think what's interesting about like my childhood when i think about it is because a lot of people like when they first meet me and then i you know like eventually is like oh i'm an only child and they're kind of taken aback by that because they're like you're not like the stereotypical yeah. like only child and mm-hmm. i i'm thankful for that and i'm like there are reasons for that and it's kind of like because we were like my because my dad made the conscious decision to like not make uh a ton of money like he he had the option mm-hmm. to make a ton of money cuz mm-hmm. you know veterinarians can can do well mm-hmm. um but he made that not a focus and a priority and so like materially Mm -hmm. like i was not spoiled in any way from them like i had a couple of like uncles who like always showered me with gifts like in that way but it was Mm. not like a i I was not used to that in like my regular life yeah um apart from holidays or birthdays um but my parents did like i was their sole focus but i never like their lives did not revolve around me and that was made mm. really clear because, like, my mom, like, for me, from the ages of, like, from seventh grade until, like, my junior year of high school, my mom took care of her parents. And, like, it was so clear, like, those, like, they were her first priority. Mm. And my dad and I were, like, a little bit less, or, like, it was just a little bit, like, you guys will be fine, but, like, I'm doing this. Yeah. And um, I think... Like, cause I, I know there was a former coworker of mine who she had an only child 
And like their entire schedule revolved around that girl's extracurriculars Mm -hmm. and like what she wanted to do and like all those things. And I was like, oh no, like when I was growing up, I went everywhere they did. And I was like, here's your book, go sit in a corner. Like, do not be disruptive. You need to be Mm -hmm. obedient. And like, I think, you know, obviously there are like some drawbacks to that, but I think there was also something where like, I never assumed that like, I was the center of yeah. attention or the yeah. party. I think where, like, center of the party. <laughs> nah, mm. <laughs> I don't think that's our lane. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Small dick energy off in the corner. <laughs> Love a little dick in the corner. <laughs> uh, but where they did, like, where I, I do think I have some of that, like, potentially classic only child thing is like my dad was very much like you're so smart you're so special like I got some of that like from Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. but um that was that was kind of it like I I knew from an early age like nope this doesn't revolve around you you need to like you know you gotta buck up and Mm -hmm. like do whatever so Mm -hmm. I don't know or pros and cons yeah I well I think there's a way to balance it because I'm raising an only child yeah and she she used to just come along to all my shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we recently had a conversation after a comedy show and she asked me what cocaine was. So her exposure is a little different than me asking about children's church. <laughs> but it was a similar thing where like the church was their job, especially when I was younger. Yep. And I was always my mom's focus in an opposite way. Like, okay. My mom, like, I was her role (laughs) and my dad was busy doing the church stuff and he ran his own company and that kind of stuff. But yeah, there was also very much a like, get in the car. We're going to like to this person's house because they need help or they, you know, like it wasn't, I wasn't like a super, I think kids now are more regimented and they've got like these itineraries for their lives. Yep. We didn't have that. I mean, I went, I played sports. I think, I think I've talked about it before, but like, my mom never missed a game. Mm-hmm. She recorded every single one of them. Like she was very, very, very hands-on and involved. Okay. And then I think when they adopted my brother, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I was still the better kid. <laughs> well, you're the favorite. <laughs> like My dad openly says that too, which is so messed up and psychologically damaging to my brother who is now living with the... <laughs> repercussions of that Uh (laughs) but I don't know like I never thought I was I never perceived myself as spoiled either yeah I got what I wanted but it wasn't like it was like this luxury lifestyle I was living yeah it was within my parents means but my cousins I told you like my aunt had seven kids yeah they didn't get anything no everything (laughs) they didn't even get attention like (laughs) correct and like they would, they, uh, my cousins to this day think I'm so spoiled and they think because of who I married and the privileges that have come with that makes me spoiled. Mm. And if, um, God, <laughs> I, like, if yeah. they only knew, right? <laughs> yep. And so it's like, there's, it's just such a, I hate being called spoiled. Like, because yep. my cousins would put that in my face, I've resented it so much because I'm like, I don't think I'm entitled. I don't think I'm special. I don't think I'm <laughs> deserving of anything to be. Nope, totally you honest. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so the spoiled word is like I don't want to like use trigger lightly, but it's like one of those things where it's like I am not 
And yeah. I was not. And I wanted for nothing, but that doesn't mean I was like, I want a pony, daddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> can you? Oh, I don't think I ever called him daddy either. That Ugh. just felt so gross coming out of my mouth. <laughs> mom and dad kind of girl you know uh-huh yeah <laughs> but my and my dad the time we spent together was very much like being one of the boys being a dude <laughs> we yes. know we've covered this <laughs> yep so you know and then he was less interested in sports or school programming or you know any yeah. of that stuff he was like nah he just wanted his i gotta buddy. go make money yeah but when it was his time that's when i tagged along basically yeah no and i like And I think this is like a weird, like with my family, like my dad always felt more emotionally available to me than my mom Mm. in certain ways. But my mom was the one who like, she was my rock. Like she was steady. Like my dad could kind of be a little all over the place in Mm -hmm. some ways. And like my mom was just really steady. But I think because of the way that she was brought up, like showing emotion, showing affection, Mm -hmm. like being... Like, I I remember there were so many times, uh, like, as a kid, and we'll probably get into this more, but, like, yeah, where she would just basically be, like, stop being so sensitive. (laughs) That's me. That's that's my bullshit with Juniper, for sure. Yeah. It's like, get it together. Come on. We don't have time for feelings. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So, you know, (laughs) that's my stuff to work on, because I'm like, this isn't a reason to cry. Don't waste your tears on me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I know I'm damaging her in some way. Oh, well, I mean, that's one of the things I where tra- it's just yeah. like... It's, parenting is... That is what mind fuck. parents do. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing we're like in like therapy talking about like my parents. Uh, like one of the things that I have just like reminded myself of and I'm like, both of them did so much better than their parents. Yeah. So yes. like... to a certain degree i'm just like i they they improved on what they had and they gave me a better experience than both of them had and so i I, yeah i only have respect for that no i agree with that and that's the thing like you can only hope that you're doing a little bit better than what you were given (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh and then just make therapy a priority and and yeah so now i've got a seven-year-old in therapy (laughs) so good so great for her and you know Yep. I'll fuck her up Tuesday through Sunday <laughs> and then she goes and talks about it on a Monday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, this episode took some turns. <laughs> we went some unexpected places. We, that's man. the best part of like coming in without a plan. We're yeah. just like, well, I don't know. This is about to come out of my mouth and we're going to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I also think like, yeah, it's just something will always come up mm-hmm. they're all those stories so no i'm into it look what pancakes brought out of us <laughs> i can't wait to listen back to see if i did say that those pancakes happened in north dakota yeah i really don't i feel like you just said when you were little and it was a special thing that happened maybe because i kept interjecting and making fun of you wanting your name on things probably <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. I can't wait to customize so oh, many God. things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if you've enjoyed this weird episode, <laughs> please subscribe, rate, mm-hmm. review. We would really, more than anything, like for you to share it with people. Yeah. Our reach is limited. Mm-hmm. I don't like many people. 
B's only sharing it with specific people. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to spread the word and you want people to listen, that would be cool. Or if you think listening to us is a nightmare, we get it. We yeah. get it. Yep. In that case, <laughs> don't share your opinion. Um. <laughs> no, do. It holds no regard in my... <laughs> That's true. My you don't give a fuck. Uh... But yeah, I mean, one of my friends texted me this week and said she signed up for the newsletter. So I know we have at least two, two. subscribers. Nah, just, now we got to make it. Now we got to write it up. Damn. All right. <laughs> here we go. Fine. Gotta collect we'll all those do recipes. It. But all right. Well, uh, I think next week we are talking about cinnamon rolls. Mm. Uh, so I'm pretty pumped for that episode. Yeah. Um, that'll be fun. Yeah. Delicious. It'll be a good time. It'll be like a bite of my childhood mm. or something. Let's talk about more trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, like, subscribe, pass the bread podcast on Instagram, pass the bread podcast.com for that newsletter. Ooh-ooh. I have three shows <laughs> on the books right now if you're in Nashville. Yeah, I want to come to the. Uh, no one you're finally gonna leave your house for me <laughs> uh-huh i'll show up and support check out a new brewery it'll be a good time yep it's a good time so but, all right well cool guys <laughs> we're struggling so i think we're just gonna say bye yep. do you want to say bye yeah all right bye, bye. <laughs>